Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, DJs, it is Monday, January 1st, 2024. We're going to recap the NFL Week 17 that was. Got some college football playoffs and also the NHL Winter Classic and a little smattering of NBA as well. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, Happy New Year. I take it uh, you went out partying, right? You know, for the first time in like as long as I can remember, I actually stayed up past midnight um trying to get my daughter who's 15 be 16 this year now since we flipped the calendar um you know there's some classics right that that everybody regardless of age should have watched and last night i finally got her to watch sister act and sister act 2 uh, and that kept us up past midnight so if that's your idea of partying yeah i was living the high life last night wow yeah that's that's definitely partying sister and sister act and sister act 2 <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> For a man that's never seen Star Wars, those are the classics to Sex Panther. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I probably should. Uh, listen, I'll tell you this. If we get a nice little snowstorm blizzard at some point in the next couple months and I'm locked in, I'll, I'll binge watch a couple or three Star Wars. Get, get like one of the first uh, trifectas out of the way. I don't even know how the hell they did that. There's like three different repeats or something like that i don't even remember what they did yeah just just watch yeah if i had to advise you on it just watch the originals the 70s and 80s ones yeah yeah Yeah, just just watch those that's good enough like really (laughs) like i mean there's good parts of like you know good parts of the rest of them like there's some parts that i like but like you just watch the original three if you're gonna do anything just watch the original three but not today, not today, because you got college football to watch today, you got Winter Classic to watch today, NBA's on today, no NFL on this Monday, but there was lots of NFL this weekend, and we're going to get into it, and Panthers, since it is a new year, I thought this edition of the NFL Touchdown that we do every week could be the New Year's Resolution edition of it. So Let's do it. My th- my thought is I'll go through and I'll talk about a team and what their New Year's resolutions are, and you will say whether they will keep that resolution or not. 
Okay, let's do it. Uh, all right. We're going to start off with point number one, the Dallas Cowboys. Thanks to some very interesting referee calls and stubbornness by Dan Campbell to go for as many two-point conversions as he felt like, the Dallas Cowboys walked away with a win on Saturday, and now they currently hold the NFC East division in their grasp. Cowboys are undefeated at home. Their New Year's resolution, Panther, is to win a home game in the playoffs. Will they be able to keep this resolution? Uh, yes, because I do believe they're going to get that home game. They've been really good at home, and apparently Jerry has no problem paying off the officials to make boneheaded call. I, I mean, that was... Here's the NFL, typical NFL, right? Um, Yeah, we got it wrong. Can't fix the score, obviously. So, hey, this officiating crew is banned from the playoffs. Uh, that's about as close of an apology you're going to get from the NFL. The, the officials fucked up. I don't know how you fucked that up as bad as they did, but they did. The Cowboys, I mean, we don't love them. I think all year we, we haven't loved them. We don't hate them. Uh, but at home, you can't ignore the results. They're winning at home, and they're probably going to get – I mean, who the fuck knows who they're going to get? Philadelphia shit the bed so bad. They're they're down to like a five seed. Um, but I don't think it matters who they get. If, if they get – Tampa or Dallas or the Rams, I think they can beat them. So, yeah, I think Dallas does get a win on their first home game. As it stands right now, if Dallas wins the East, they would get the two seed. They would play Green Bay as it stands right now. So uh, that's a winnable game. That's a that's a definitely a winnable game. That's a winnable home game. I do think Dallas ends up winning the East. So, yeah, I think that Dallas can keep their New Year's resolution of winning a home playoff game this year. All right, moving on. Point number two, the Detroit Lions. Hey, <laughs> uh, they lost to Dallas, but uh, they're kind of playing with house money in this one, Panther. They've already secured the NFC North. Um, they could have rested their starters if they wanted to. Uh, but instead, they were kind of treating this as a measuring stick type game. They wanted to walk away with a win if possible. Uh, they didn't. And thanks to a very uh, giftish 54-yard field goal miss by the Giants and some up, uh, I don't even want to get into this Giants-Rams game, but the Rams walked away with a win. Uh, the Steelers, thank you. Thank you so much, C. Stevens, if you're listening. Drago, thank you to your Steelers. I appreciate it for, for beating the Seahawks. Thank you so much. Uh, the Rams clinched the sixth spot in the playoffs, which means... They are on a collision course with the Lions in the first round. The Lions' resolution, Panther, is to not have Matt Stafford eliminate them from the playoffs. Will they get to keep their resolution? Um, That's tough. Uh, I think maybe. They are going to have home field, right? Because they clinched their division. The Rams are wild card. They're going to travel. So assuming it stays where it is, the Rams going to Detroit. Wow, what a good game. I mean, really, Max, you, you're you're kind of vested in this on both sides. So a, a really interesting game for you. I don't have a dog in the fight. I think the Rams, the way they're playing right now, are the better team. But the upside of the Lions, the, the, the Lions have been fighting themselves, right? The games that they've lost, they've just absolutely shit the bed. I think... At home, the Lions 
can win it. I will probably, when we get to that, depending on the line, in a couple weeks at the Lions. But that's a good that's a good New Year's resolution. It's a coin flip. I'll give the Lions a puncher's chance. I can't say they're definitely 100% going to um, be happy with that outcome for that New Year's resolution. I Yeah, I think this is a nightmare scenario for the Lions. I think these teams are kind of mirror images. Maybe the Rams' defense a little bit better than the Lions, but the secondary is suspect. We saw them give up an 80-something yard touchdown to Tyrod Taylor and the Giants yesterday. Uh, we saw a special teams gaffe by the Rams yesterday. We saw... Uh, some some big plays by Tyrod. Uh, you know they could not stop a mobile quarterback. Uh, Jared Goff, thankfully for them, is not a mobile quarterback. They know a lot about Jared Goff. I think there's an advantage of Sean McVay knowing a ton about where Goff's weaknesses are. The Rams' offense is fucking legit, though. Like honestly, the Rams' offense is fucking legit. There were times that the Giants were pressuring Stafford. They got to him. They 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 sent the house. They got to Stafford, and that's the way that you disrupt that Rams' offense is to exploit the offensive line. That said, when Kyron Williams is running the ball, and that play action is going well, uh, the the Rams are just so fucking dangerous. I think. Unfortunately for the Lions, Matt Stafford knocks them out of the playoffs. There's usually a couple of uh, these these uh, uh, road teams that go and win a first-round game, and this is one I would circle. Lions have to be very, very careful here. That said, if the Lions do win this one, I will be rooting for them. You know I love Jared Goff this year and even last year, so um, – I, I I do think so that much more since he left LA. I I really do love him so much more. <laughs> you don't appreciate things until they're gone, Panther. But yes, right. um, <laughs> I'm happy for him. But I, I hope the Rams knock him out. All right. Point number three: the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles. <laughs> the Eagles lost to the Cardinals yesterday, and it was bad for a slew of reasons. One, they lost to a team that previously only had three wins on the season. Two, they lost a big lead once again. Three, their defense got shredded on the ground, gave up 35 points. And number four, as mentioned, the Cowboys won and currently have the NFC East. So, for the Eagles' New Year's resolution, they want two things, Sex Panther. They want two things. So you can say yes to both, yes to one, whatever. They want two things. One, they want to fix their defense, and two, they want to win a playoff game. Will they keep both, either of those? Any resolutions for the Eagles? Um, No. No. They can't fix their defense. They're not going to fix their defense in two weeks. Their defense is shit. I mean, this is the... It's almost like the Broncos came into town and put a fucking curse on them for the first half of the season. I remember how bad Denver's defense was to begin the season. All of a sudden it's Philadelphia for the entire season. You're not fixing that defense in two weeks. Um, that loss, I think, I don't know what the tiebreaker scenario is. If they were to win and Dallas were to lose and who would win the division, but let's assume Philadelphia is the wild card. Now they're on the road and the way they're playing right now, you're telling me, against anybody even detroit green bay i mean anybody i don't like them at this point of the playoff teams the philadelphia eagles have to be the least trustworthy team the least team that you have confidence in uh, to to proceed into the playoffs love jalen hurts love the offensive weapons but they're a mess they are an absolute mess 
they're not going to fix the defense. And right now, I don't think they're going to win their playoff game. And I don't care who they're playing. Their former defensive coordinator was the guy that beat them yesterday. Uh, the in 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 you know Arizona. Um, uh, it was their offense, though. It wasn't the Arizona defense. It was Arizona's offense that came came to life. Do you know who their current uh, the Eagles' current defensive coordinator is? As it is right now, do do you know who it is? No. I'll say the name, and you might even double down. You might you might just triple down on this bet that the Eagles will not fix their defense. Their current defensive coordinator is Matt Patricia. Oh shit! They're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Send him out. Send his ass back to New England. <laughs> he failed in New England as an offensive coordinator, so bring him in as a defense. In fact, the Eagles demoted their their defense coordinator Sean Densai, uh, Desai, and then uh, put Matt Patricia in, and it hasn't helped. So their their defense has been struggling for weeks now. Matt Patricia is not going to help. Nothing's going to help. I don't know if the Eagles can win a playoff game. That said. Um, they probably draw Tampa Bay or uh, the Saints in the first round. And I do think that they can beat that. So I don't think that they fixed their defense. But I do think that they can win a playoff game. A playoff game. As for going farther than that, I don't know. I don't know, Philadelphia. Sorry. Uh, point number four, the Buffalo Bills. It wasn't pretty, but once again, the Bills, uh, they they beat the Patriots. They improved to 10-6. and six. A playoff spot is not guaranteed thanks to, as I mentioned, a another winning season. Congrats. I think it's 16 in a row, 17 in a row for Mike Tomlin, something like that. Uh, because of the Steelers win, there is no guarantee for Buffalo. However, uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins lost yesterday. We will get to that. So if you've got any thoughts on the Miami Dolphins, we will get to that in a, in a couple minutes. And the foresight of the NFL scheduling gods have the Bills and the Dolphins playing next week. So as their New Year's resolution, the Bills want to go into Miami, beat the Dolphins, win their division. Will they do it? Um, no. Maybe. It's tough. You know, we've I've spent a long part of this season shitting on the Buffalo Bills. Still don't like them. Still don't trust them, but they are playing much better Miami, much like San Francisco, they just—I mean—they fucking ran into a buzzsaw, right? Are we are we supposed to just ignore the eleven wins that Miami has because they ran into an absolute buzzsaw in the Baltimore Ravens, who just can't do anything wrong right now? Um, I think Miami—they can't bench their starters if they care about the division, and I do believe they do, right? You want the home field advantage, you want that sun even though it's fucking January, I don't think it matters, shining on your opponents and making them somewhat miserable. What is it? 80 degrees in Miami in January? Who the fuck cares? That's not hot. Um, I don't know that. I mean, the home field obviously matters. You sure as fuck don't want to go to Buffalo or anywhere cold when you're the Miami Dolphins. But, my, you know, Buffalo's playing better. I still don't think they're good. And I still don't think they, obviously Baltimore can, but I don't think Buffalo can cover Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is just a nightmare matchup for, you know, 29 or so of the other 31 teams. I think Miami wins that game, and Buffalo probably still gets in as a wild card, um, but I, I don't think they're going to win the division. 
Let's get back in the way back machine. The last time these teams played, Buffalo beat them 48 to 20. You got to remember that was the week after the Miami Dolphins put up 70 against the Broncos. So the Miami Dolphins have lost to the Buffalo Bills. They have lost to the Eagles. They have lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Titans. They lost to the Ravens. Those are their losses on the season. Uh, the teams that they have beaten, they have beaten the Chargers, they have beaten the Patriots, they have beaten the Broncos, they have beaten the Giants, they have beaten the Panthers, they have beaten the Patriots, they have beaten the Raiders, they have beaten the Jets, they have beaten the Commanders, they beat the Jets again. Their only win against a winning team is the Dallas Cowboys. It's a game that they won last week by two points barely. Okay, that's the Miami Dolphins season in a nutshell right there. How about the Buffalo Bills? Who have they beaten? Uh, they, their losses, first off, they lost at the Jets in week one, that weird game. They lost to the Jaguars. They've lost to the Bengals. They lost to the Broncos. They lost to the Eagles in a close one. They have beaten the Raiders, the Commanders, the Dolphins. They've beaten the Giants. They beat the Buccaneers. They beat the Jets. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Chargers and they beat the Patriots. Now, the last couple of weeks have been close games, closer than they would like, but they absolutely thwacked the, the fucking Cowboys, just beat the shit out of the Cowboys and won a really good one against the Chiefs. So, honestly, battle-tested-wise says that the Buffalo Bills are more battle-tested and ready to win. I think they do it. I trust the Buffalo Bills hair more than I trust Miami. Not to say that I trust them a lot, but at this point in time, until Miami steps up and fucking shows that they can beat a fucking team that matters, I, th I say the Bills do it. So I'm going to say the Bills keep their fucking New Year's resolution. Congrats, Bills. You're going to make the playoffs. All right. Point number five, the Chicago Bears. Chicago won another game behind a strong performance by Justin Fields. At one point in the snowy confines of Soldier Field, the fans were yelling, we want Fields. We want Fields. Chicago offense put up 37 against the Falcons yesterday. The game, though, was not the only thing that they won, Sex Panther. The Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely decimated their expansion team brethren in the Panthers, uh, securing Carolina with the worst record and the number one pick, which goes to the Chicago Bears. So, the New Year's resolution of the Bears is a two-parter. They will keep Justin Fields as their quarterback, and they will trade the number one pick once again to a quarterback desperate team. So that's what they're going to keep Justin Fields as their QB. And then they will once again, trade their number one pick. Will they keep their resolutions? Yes and no. I think they have to keep Justin Fields. You look at this season, they're seven and nine, but they could quite easily be 10 and six right now. This is a team that knows who their leader is, right? You can't say, I mean, you can, you can talk about um, maybe his accuracy or, you know, still trying to find his way on decision-making. That's growing pains with, with a young quarterback. But as a human being, as a leader, as a quarterback in general, you can't say a bad thing about Justin Fields. This team goes out and goes to war for him. They follow him. He has turned into a leader. And now the fucking fan base is on board. Who's the greatest quarterback in Bears history? Jimmy Mack? Like, the Bears have never been good with quarterbacks. They, so to the answer to your question is, this is the answer. They're, 
They need to keep Justin Fields, and they need to keep that pick and go get Marvin Harrison Jr. from the Ohio State Buckeyes. And I think you're looking at a playoff team in 2024. That is what has to happen for this Bears team. They're not far away. I like the direction they're going. Fix that offensive line. Get him Marvin Harrison Jr. And maybe, if you can, improve the running back situation. The Bears are trending the right direction. And if they abandon Justin Fields, I think they're setting themselves back three or four more years again. It is a quarterback a uh, hefty draft, right? So there's there's going right. to be a, a good trade up. I mean, yeah. a ton of. So here's the current draft order, and here's why I agree with you that they they will not trade the number one pick. First off, it's 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 house money, right? They're, they're getting it. So I think they keep the number one draft pick, and and I agree they get their wide receiver. That's going to fucking be the cornerstone for that franchise for for a while. Because number two, Washington, they need a quarterback, but they'll they'll keep one at number two. They're not going to trade up to number one. New England, they need a quarterback. They're not going to trade up. They'll stay at number three. Arizona, number four, they do not need a quarterback. They would love to have a franchise-wide receiver, though, so you can't fucking slip past four or Arizona will gobble up a wide receiver. Giants, I don't know what the fuck the Giants need. Maybe they need a quarterback. They've got Daniel Dimes. Who fucking knows what Giants are going to do? I doubt they trade up. Chargers, they don't need a quarterback. They're not trading up. Tennessee, probably needs a quarterback, but we don't know about Will Levis, so they might not trade. Jets not getting a quarterback because they got Aaron Rodgers. Atlanta Falcons, they absolutely need a quarterback. That would be the one team that could possibly trade with Carolina and give them a whole bunch of fucking picks to get, but I don't see, you know, Chicago dropping down to nine because they already have the 10 pick. So, you know, why would you have nine, 10? That just makes no sense to me. Uh, Raiders, they they probably need a quarterback. They I doubt that they're going to trade up. They might trade up with the Jets or just take the Jets draft pick uh, to you know for Devontae Adams or something like that. Minnesota, they need a quarterback, but who knows? New Orleans, they probably need a quarterback. Denver needs a quarterback. Seattle, I don't think they need a quarterback. Cincinnati doesn't need a quarterback. And then you got Arizona. Yeah. So, I, again, looking at the top draft picks here, I just don't see Carolina doing it. I, I, I don't see Chicago doing it. You Actually, know, I think so, when you go through that list, what makes more sense is if they want more draft capital, they trade the 10th. I don't think there's any chance in hell they trade away the potential to get a game-changing, right. franchise-changing exactly. wide receiver. Exactly. I to makes total sense. They trade their 10 pick to a, a guy, a, a team that needs a quarterback ahead of them. You know, like maybe a yeah. Denver team. or Well, Den Denver doesn't really have to trade but you know what i'm saying like <laughs> maybe to a team that that needs to trade into the top 10 i agree they trade their 10 keep their one get harrison i think that's fucking great all right moving on to point number six the kansas city chiefs they won their eighth consecutive division title yesterday by beating the Bengals in a fairly close game uh cincinnati they're gonna miss the playoffs for the first time since 2020 but they persevered this season they fought to the bitter end I tip my hat to the Cincinnati Bengals. It's sad to see you eliminated. Uh, Codfish listening live. He is a Bengals fan. So uh, your team, your team fucking, they were warriors this year. You know, they fought through the Burrow injuries and they still had a chance to get there. And, and they almost beat the fucking Chiefs yesterday. So um, congrats to the Bengals, but they're out. Chiefs are in another uh, division title behind them. 
uh, great, great running effort by Isaiah Pacheco. And for guys that are fantasy owners of him, too little, too late. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, pretty decent performance by Patrick Mahomes. So here are the Chiefs' New Year's resolutions, Panther. All right, ready? They're not going to take next week off to rest their starters. They're not going to do that in an effort to get their offensive right, offense right, and they will at least make the AFC Conference Championship game. Um. Okay, they'll start their team. They'll start their offense. Um. So I'm not looking at the schedule. I don't know the order of how the games are going to go, but I don't even know if they even think this way. I think this way. I would not. I would not want to stay where I'm at and have to play Buffalo if Buffalo stays the sixth seed. You might want to try and move up to the two seed if Miami were to lose to Buffalo um, and only have to play the likes of Indianapolis, Houston, or Pittsburgh. Um, so seeding matters here. And Miami has a tough game, as we've already discussed. I don't even know who the Chiefs are playing uh, this next week. But it might be one of those games where they have to win or they might be okay losing depending on how things play out they're they're in a tough situation because i don't like this team beating a down cincinnati team and and kudos to everything that you said the Bengals gave fans hope but i think we all knew when joe burrow went down they weren't going anywhere even if they would have made the playoffs they weren't going anywhere um, but i feel sorry for the league because the last time joe burrow was hurt um he bitch slapped everybody the following season this guy is a warrior uh, and, and he'll be ready to go in 2024. But back to the Chiefs, I don't love them. I, I just, I, they're, they're, they're broken. This isn't their year. They're not, I, no, so they only got to win. They got to win two games. No, they're not getting to the conference championship. Um, so, yeah, this, this, this team does start their starters. I think they need the rhythm. Now, whether or not they play the entire game, I can't say for certain. But, yes, they're going to start their starters but they're not getting to the conference championship game. I don't like this team at all. So they play the Chargers next week. So I do think that the second string of the Chiefs could beat the Chargers. And, and I think you're right. You'd want to take on whoever gets out of the fucking South as the, uh, the, the I guess, the uh, wild card. Because right now it's, it's currently the Colts. Um, I think you, you know. Yeah, you don't you don't want to slip down to four, which I don't think they can because I don't think Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville's stuck in the four spot, or whoever wins the South is is stuck in the four spot, because um, you don't want to play Cleveland. No one wants to play Cleveland in the first round. No one wants to play Cleveland in the playoffs. If I'm Baltimore, and we'll get to Baltimore in a second, I don't want to play Cleveland in the fucking playoffs. No one wants to play Cleveland in the playoffs. So no matter what, avoid Cleveland. And then I guess, yeah, you don't want to fucking play Buffalo in that first round. So it, it would either try to get up to that spot to play the Colts or hope that Miami slips. And, I mean, they beat Miami, but that was in Germany, and that seems like ages ago. So Kansas City in a tough fucking spot. I agree. I don't think that they can make the conference championship. I think there's just too many better teams around them in the AFC right now. Baltimore's better. Cleveland's better. And I think Buffalo's better. And probably Miami as well. So I think there's just too many teams that are too dangerous around the Chiefs. Yeah. Great. And not, not only if you don't even mention the other teams like Jacksonville, Indy, Houston, Pittsburgh. I mean, we think the Chiefs are better, but do we have any confidence that the Chiefs are going to beat those teams? I don't. 
the, the Chiefs have just not been. This is not the last year's Super Bowl champs at all. I totally agree. All right, here's the extra point. San Francisco 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens, they've got a joint resolution, Panther. Uh, both teams clinched the top spot in their respective leagues. Niners overcame a slow start yesterday. The Red Commanders actually played them tough in the first half, but then, uh, of course, San Francisco pulled away 27-10 in that one. And the Ravens, well, the Ravens put an absolute beatdown on the fucking Dolphins. you got to remember last year, the Ravens went up 21 points on the Dolphins and then choked that one out. Well, they decided to win 56-19 to yesterday. Uh, Baltimore's last three games, we looked at Baltimore's schedule and was like, oh man, this is a fucking murderer's row. They have to play the Jaguars, they gotta play the Niners, and they gotta fucking play Miami. Oh my god, that's so fucking tough. Well, what do they do? They beat all of them by fucking double digits. That's what they did. Niners, of course, bounced back from their ass-whipping by the Ravens, and with a little help from their division rival Cardinals, as mentioned. Uh, uh, you know, that's how uh, the Niners got the top seed, with that loss by the Eagles. So... The resolution from both of these teams is to play each other in the Super Bowl. Will that happen? I don't. I can't remember the last time like number one seeds from both sides made it to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I, I, I nobody is playing better than these two teams. Now we'll start with Baltimore. They are hitting their stride at the right time. Right? We always talk about getting hot at the right time. They're getting hot, heading into the playoffs. The one thing that I'm worried about ever so slightly is the week off. I hate a week off when you're hitting your stride. So now you're faced with a bye week, and you're faced with resting your starters in week 17 to prevent injury. And stuff. That really is what I'm concerned about when it comes to the Ravens. When it comes to the 49ers, we saw what they did with their off week, their bye week. They got healthy and they got good. The only thing about uh, the, the 49ers really is Brock Purdy. Because th believe it or not, we, we talk about how anybody can quarterback this team. Well, that's not true. Brock Purdy went down last year against Philadelphia Eagles. They lost. Brock Purdy went down this year. They lost. Brock Purdy throws a shit ton of interceptions. They lose. This team is going to go where Brock Purdy takes them. Of his 11 interceptions, nine of them were in their losses. As long as he protects the ball and he makes good decisions, this 49ers team is going to the Super Bowl, and I think they are. I, I think, and we deserve it. This is the game that football fans, not a team fan, but football fans should want. Ravens versus the 49ers is the Super Bowl we should want for this year, and uh, I think we get there. Panther, do you want to know the last time the two number ones made it to the Super Bowl? Probably last year. It was last year. It was the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs. <laughs> prior to that, though, 2017. 2017 was the last time prior to last year. And you, you want to know who, who that was? Was it the Ravens or the Niners? No, no. It was, it was actually the Eagles once again. It was the Eagles who, who <laughs> beat, the, uh, beat, 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 beat the Patriots that year. So there you go. Yeah. That was Andy Reid Reed Eagles, right? Yeah, I think so, right? Well, no. No, 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 Andy no, no. Reid never won a Super Bowl. No, that was the that was Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson with uh, the Nick Foles Super Bowl. Nick Foles, trick play and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they won. So, um, I think yes, I think these teams are on a collision course for the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, listen, I think Lamar Jackson wins the MVP. I think um, it, you know it's going to expose the fucking league for their bullshit collusion, and nothing's going to be done about it. 
but Lamar Jackson's going to win the MVP. The Ravens are going to win the fucking Super Bowl. Um, you know, uh, and and they're going to do it by beating the 49ers because uh, I don't know what's stopping the Ravens right now, Panther. Like, this is a team that is absolutely great on defense and absolutely fantastic on offense. I, you know, Lamar Jackson flicks his fucking wrist and throws it 40 yards. Isn't, I, doesn't he remind you of Michael Vick? Isn't, isn't it ridiculous? It's just like a, a flick yeah. of the wrist and it just launches like yeah. fucking flowers. Uh, uh, OBJ looks amazing out there, man. He's doing OBJ things like, you know, tiptoeing and, and diving out of bounds that, you know, keep his feet in and gra- like, ah, uh, they lost their tight end and it doesn't even fucking matter. They've got another tight end that stepped right the fuck up. Isaiah likely is a God very good tight end. Damn that's it. What I said beginning of the season. They're so loaded. The only thing that could really get in the Ravens way is a close game that Harbaugh fucks up. I think the only thing that gets in their way, and I said it before, is the goddamn Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I am dead fucking serious. That, to me, is the one team that they or anyone wants to avoid in the playoffs is the fucking Cleveland Browns. Well, I think... Cle- look, call out the championships, right? We want the AFC... We would like the AFC to be the the, Brown, the Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Browns. And the NFC, I can't say for you, but Lions-Niners, right? That's kind of what I would like to see. I'd love to see. I, I mean, I don't know if it's possible. I'd love to see Rams-Niners. I'll take Lions-Niners. I would take Lions-Niners, too. But, like, to me, like, Rams-Niners is fucking classic. You know, like, uh, that, the, and it goes back a couple years when the Rams won the Super Bowl and it was the Jimmy Garoppolo game and and – you know, the Rams have a tough time beating the Niners and, you know, they face next week, but it's kind of a meaningless game. So, um, I don't know. I, yeah, I would love to see the Rams, uh, but if not the Lions, the Lions, the Lions good to me. But yeah, Browns fucking, if, if the Browns and fucking Ravens can somehow, if that's the matchup seeding wise, I'd be fucking happy with that one. You got two dominant defenses. The Browns probably have the best defense in the league right now. Got Joe Flacco doing fucking things against his former team. Like, think of all the storylines. Division matchup. Joe Flacco against the fucking Ravens. Oh, my God. That would be so... And the teams, of course, the the, the fucking Ravens leaving Cleveland to become the Ravens. Oh, dude. That is the fucking championship. That is the game we deserve, Sex Panther. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. I think I went through this list, saw this list. Jim Brown passed away in 2023. Oh man, if that's the case, I, oof, that's that's another storyline there. There's another story, yeah. Jeez, destiny, right? Destiny, destiny. All right, listen, we're 33 minutes into this episode, and we are tracking to to have a longer one. Thankfully, not a ton to bet on, but Panther does have some college football to talk about after this commercial break. Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're. Once again, being brought to you by my bookie, but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. 
Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back with you. Possibly never even left you. Sex Panther, here you go. College football playoffs. Uh, You have to get through the show without saying the M word, apparently. But uh, other than that, there's some other games, too, right? There's not just the fucking big games. There's other games to bet on as well. Uh, Are you just sticking to the playoffs, or do you got some other things you want to talk about as well? Bet them all. This is college football. January 1st is the day we used to live for. Now they've got the bowl games all over the place. You really don't know what the hell's going on, but we're going to bet them all. Um, we're going to start with the early game, the noon game, Wisconsin versus LSU, the Relia Quest Bowl, whatever the fuck that is. Um, somehow, LSU is minus eight and a half, and that is without their starting quarterback, who is one of the quarterbacks that we mentioned, uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, Daniels, going into the NFL draft, going against a Wisconsin team that don't like, don't love, but we've seen these teams that players are sitting out. Don't even want to talk about Florida State. Holy fuck. Uh, but it doesn't go well, right? These teams that have players that are in the transfer portal or sitting out for the NFL draft, they're not playing very well. So I think LSU probably still wins. They're going to have the better talent pool. But I'm getting eight and a half with the Bucky Badger. I'm going to take Wisconsin with the eight and a half points. Uh, that's a weird one here. The money in public both on LSU, but the line's gotten better for them. I mean, I I think I get you nine on Wisconsin. Let me see. I think I, think I can get you nine if you want the nine. I can get you nine. I get you nine. Um, but that opened up at minus ten and a half LSU. It's down to minus eight and a half in some sports books with the money in public on 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 LSU. I don't like this one. I'll probably lean Wisconsin just because it looks fucking stinky. It does look stinky. Name up at one o'clock. We got the Verbo VRBO Festival. Let's just call it the Fiesta Bowl. Who gives a fuck about the sponsors? Another game where the quarterback won't play. Bo Nix, who was a Heisman finalist, former quarterback of the Auburn Tigers, quarterback of the Oregon Ducks, will also enter the NFL. Expect him to play in this as he will be drafted in 
probably the top 10, top 15 next year. Oh, actually, I guess it's this year now. We flipped the calendar. Going against an undefeated Liberty team. I wonder if they're going to host or hoist a banner saying they were the national champs if they win this game. Doesn't matter. They're not winning this game. But I expect them to be a very, very formidable opponent for Oregon minus their quarterback. Oregon's got so much speed. Like, absolutely blistering speed. You forget the days of... um. Oh, fuck. Why can't I think of his name, Max? Who was the coach? Went to Philadelphia. Let's not mention him. Let's let's not mention him. Anyway, they they really haven't missed a beat, right? They've gone through coaches since him, and Oregon is still, um, you know, one of the premier teams. Now, I believe, believe, don't fact check me, this is the last game Oregon will play as a 12 team. They're moving on to the Big 12 next year so they'd like to go out as a winner i think they do go out as a winner but 18 points without your quarterback i think liberty would like to, to prove something so i'll take liberty with those 18 points it's chip kelly by the way yeah chip kelly chip kelly fuck that guy um face just could come over the name. yeah it, it's a punchable face I I like Liberty with the points. I also would love to sprinkle a little bit on the money line. The 680 you can get on Liberty to win this one. I think there's some value. Uh, Liberty undefeated team. I know the strength of schedule comes into play and yada, yada, yada. But Oregon without their starting quarterback, I don't know what they're playing for. Pride, whatever. Liberty's playing for an undefeated fucking season. I think Liberty's got more to play for than Oregon does in this one. I think they come out fucking guns blazing, trying to be the only undefeated team. This year. You know, the only undefeated team because Florida State, uh, they're not uh, they're not raising any mock fucking banners. We don't have to worry about that. Like, toss your lawsuit away, Florida State. You fucking proved who you were. Liberty, though, I think they've got a chance here. Uh, take Liberty with the points. In Florida State's defense, they started nobody. Like, nobody played. That was like a Juco team out there. They were like, fuck it. We're not in the playoffs. Fuck this game. We're not even suiting up. But it was scrubs out there. So, not sure if they proved anything, but that was a big fuck you to the NCAA. Next game up, same time, the Citrus Bowl will feature the Iowa Hawkeyes and their uh, Cleveland Browns-esque defense, if you will, going against the Tennessee Volunteers and their high-scoring offense. Strength versus strength, except one strength isn't as strong. Tennessee will not have their starting quarterback, Milton, will also not have their starting running back right, as they will sit out heading into the draft. Iowa, I don't believe, I didn't read anything about anybody significant sitting out. Don't think they have anybody significant on the offensive side, since they really don't score a ton of points. But that defense has only given up over 20 points twice this season, and they lost both those games. <laughs> uh, but I think this is a lower scoring game. The total's 35 and a half. Vegas obviously thinks this is a lower scoring game. And in a lower scoring game, the points matter. And Iowa's getting five and a half. I don't think Tennessee beats them by a touchdown. So I'm going to take Iowa plus the five and a half for 25 bucks. I'm not sure if Tennessee beats them at all. Uh, the money line is plus 190. You might want to eye that up. If if not, yeah, take the points here. Five and a half, I think, is too much here. Down from seven and a half as well. Vegas agrees. Leaning Iowa. All right, now we get into the games that matters. Nobody's sitting that I'm aware of. Uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide will take on the team that shall not be named for, you know, podcast purposes. We'll just call 
them, the Wolverines. Wolverines, the, the number's been kind of all over the place. I'm seeing them currently minus one and a half, minus two. Um, but they, listen, what are you going to say about this team? They have battled with their coach, without their coach. They've been, I mean, it would be so easy for this team to be distracted with everything that's gone on with all the accusations, the, the, the things flying around with the cheating scandal, the coach being suspended twice this season, and yet they've persevered into a undefeated season, including beating the Buckeyes for the third straight year. Now they go out against Old Faithful. Alabama somehow got here, right? They didn't win, uh, you know, their... Well, they I mean, they won their conference because they beat Georgia, but um, they didn't win heading into the conference title game. Uh, losing the first game of the season and then just progressively getting better. The offense got better. The defense got better. And then you look at Milrow, the starting quarterback. Here's a guy... I'm going to bring up one of your favorite people, Max. Oh, please do. Please. I, if you weren't, I was going to. You. Oh, my God. So last year, offensive coordinator at the time, Bill O'Brien, tells this kid, yeah, you're not going to be a quarterback. Maybe try a different position. And then Bill O'Brien, thankfully, gone. And uh, Tommy Reese comes in, throws a few things in, in this kid's mind, shows him how to play quarterback. I'm not a huge Tommy Reese fan, but and the stats aren't great. But Milrow was the guy. He was the guy that led this team. This is not the flashiest Alabama team. This is not an explosive Alabama team. But they might be the most complete Alabama team. Offensively and defensively, they have played much better as the season has progressed. They've blown out their opponents for the most part. And now they're the underdog against a very good Wolverine team. But you know goddamn well I'm not betting the M-word. Give me Alabama. Plus the two points, but sprinkle a little pixie dust on that money line. Go Crimson Tide, vomit inducing. 25 bucks on the tide. Uh, nightmare scenario for the Wolverines, right? Uh, that's who you draw in the fucking first round. You get fucking Alabama. Uh, just unfortunate. Texas, right? You want Texas. If, if, you, <laughs> if you're the Wolverines, you want to get into the fucking big dance. And it's going to be tough for them to do so. Uh, I said it before that I'm hoping that the uh, the Liberty are the only undefeated team left when all things are standing because I don't know if the Wolverines can get past Alabama here. Uh, you're right. Ever since uh, uh, Milrow, Milrow uh, became the QB there, this team is something else. Um, Alabama is just loaded with talent. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing. Talent begets talent begets talent begets talent, right? This is just a team that just is a magnet for bringing in talented players. And at some point, if that can coexist and gel like it has with Alabama, they're going to win some games. They fucking flexed against Georgia. I think they got a chance to flex against the Wolverines here as well. I'll lean Alabama with the points. All right, last game up. I actually think this might be a more fun game. I think Alabama and the Wolverines will be a hard-fought defensive struggle, honestly. This one... Texas against Washington in the Sugar Bowl should be an offensive shootout. Uh, both of them have good enough defenses, but their offenses are something else. Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback for Washington, we have to go all the way back to COVID year, to maybe for you to remember who he is. He was the one that led the Indiana Hoosiers. Remember that like um, 
magical season where they're like seven and zero before they got bitch slapped by the Buckeyes. Um, they they had that great. Well, Michael Penix Jr. was that quarterback. Now he's a quarterback of the Washington Huskies. He would probably like to be like the other quarterbacks and not playing because he will also go into the NFL draft. But he will play. We're looking for a national title. He would like that feather in that cap. Going against Texas, who's got just this like army of quarterbacks they've got quarterbacks lined up they've got quarterbacks transferring arch manning the the five-star recruit is transferring win the transfer portal because he's not even the backup in texas like this guy is leaving then they've got another recruit coming in next year texas has got things going on but the problem for me is washington has no nobody's given them any love remember in the uh pac-12 title game they were a huge underdog against the Oregon Ducks, a team that they had already beaten. Washington is undefeated. They beat Oregon twice, and now here they are, a four-point underdog to a Texas team who's very, very good. But I can't do it. I like I like Texas. I don't love them. I'm getting Washington plus four points. I think they can win this game outright. I want the Huskies plus the four points, Max. Am I crazy? Uh, you're not crazy and talk about disrespect because I disrespected Washington because I totally forgot that they're also undefeated. Maybe I did. I think they've got a chance to get past Texas here. I, I, I do. Um, getting the four points. I wish it was still the four and a half that it was down to three and a half in some sports books. So it looks like Vegas agrees here. Uh, the sharpest of money, the very slightest sharpest of money is on Texas here. I probably like Washington with the points here, so I would lean the Huskies as well. Over to the NBA. What are we betting today? All right. So over to the NBA, some, I feel like disrespect by the NBA. They're just not even giving college football their day. They're just going to throw these fucking teams out there. Uh, even a 3 o'clock game is being played. What the fuck, NBA? The Minnesota Timberwolves are going to the Knicks, the new-look Knicks, right? They made some moves. Everybody's looking forward to that. Um, but they're going against a really good Minnesota team. Now, here's the thing about Minnesota. They lost six of them are on the road. So they, they are beatable when they are on the road. But as we saw with the Clippers, when you kind of change your rotation, you change your lineup, there's a little learning curve. I think there's going to be a learning curve for the Knicks. I think they're a better team overall with the acquisitions of OG and, and, and the other guys that they got. But I'm not not this game. I think Minnesota goes into New York and wins it. I want the T-Wolves minus the one. Um, yeah. Oh, fuck the money line. Just give up the point. Give me the T-Wolves for 10 bucks. Weird line. Kind of suspect. I don't Ooh, love it. Yeah, I don't love it at all. I uh, wonder if there's some injuries that we're just not aware of. I'm trying to refresh from Minnesota to see if anyone's out for them. Doesn't look like anyone's significant. Weird line. Don't like it. I will I'll lean the Timberwolves here. All right, next game up. I'm going to throw a curveball here because I'm changing things. The Detroit Pistons are going to Houston, take on the Rockets, who are starting to look a little bit more like the Missiles. I don't know what's going on, but they have lost three games at home in a row. Now, granted, a couple of those games were against really, really good opponents, but they, they're they struggling. Their offense is struggling. Um, they've kind of lost their consistency, and Detroit, Snap the skid, Max. They snap the skid. They're on a one-game winning streak. And uh, I don't know if they're going to win this one, but the way Houston is playing, 
I think I want Detroit with those eight and a half points. Cade Cunningham has been playing out of his mind. He has just put this team on his back. They've covered their last couple games that they didn't win. They're playing much better. I like the Pistons plus the eight and a half. You're not crazy. I'm going to give you some moral support in this one. I think the Pistons is absolutely the play in this one. Uh, offensively, this Detroit team has looked really good lately. Defensively, they're still a complete fucking mess. I just don't know if Houston can put up the offense uh, to hang with fucking uh, Detroit. As crazy as that sounds. So, yeah, Houston probably gets the win here, but this is a this is a chance for Detroit to win two in a row. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, might be some value on the money line here for Detroit to pull the upset here, but with the points, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd lean the Pistons. Right, last game up for me, Dallas going to Utah, take on the Jazz. Uh, despite the Jazz overall record, they actually are pretty decent at home, 9-5 and five at the friendly confines. Dallas, they've been kind of fighting their way through the Kyrie injury. Looks like he's still out for this game, but Luka's been playing, and when Luka plays... The Mavericks still got a puncher's chance. Uh, Hardaway's been putting up points. He's got a good supporting cast. 11-7 and seven on the road. Mavericks are just the, the, the better team. So I only got to lay three and a half. I'll take Dallas for 10 bucks. Unfortunately, on the opposite side of this one, I'm going to bet the Jazz at home getting three and a half. Uh, Jazz have won seven of their last 10 games, actually playing some pretty good basketball. Dallas have lost six of their last 10 games. The Kyrie injury has thrown some uh, questions into their rotation. And uh, Luca's God. We know that. Luca's great. But Utah at home, I've, I've been there. I, it's a fucking crazy place to play. Uh, I think Jazz keep it close here. Uh, $10 bet on Utah. Uh, okay. And those are my basketball plays. What craziness are you doing? I got two more. Uh, let's look at... The Denver Nuggets, they're at home hosting against Charlotte. It is a big, chalky line of 14 and a half, but I got Denver winning this one by 23, so I'm going to do a $10 bet on the Nuggets. Yeah, they they just played recently, I think a week ago, um, in, in Charlotte, and Denver beat them, I think, by 7 or 8, something like that. I, Denver's winning this game. No doubt Denver's winning this game. I Two touchdowns was just a little too much. I, I There's obviously the fourth quarter. They can take the foot off the gas. Jokic is the real god. Love you, Luka, but Jokic is the man. Probably another triple-double. I'm leaning the Nuggets. I It was just a little too many. 12 and a half, I was probably in. 14 and a half, just a little too many. All right, last one up for me. Uh, big line, but not super crazy. It's the Los Angeles Clippers at home taking on the Miami Heat. This line is at 7. Looking at the injury report here for the Heat. And, uh, yeah, Jimmy Butler not playing today, so he's out, and I, I think that that's too much. Uh, you know, Clippers relatively healthy here, even though, uh, you know, Kawhi has the questionable tag on him. Uh, I do think he ends up playing today. I think Clippers get it done today, $10 bet on Los Angeles. I was almost there. You know, I saw it at 6.5, and, and it went to 7. I'm like, eh, starting to get to that number I don't like. The Heat aren't great on the road. They're ten and seven. The Clippers, we haven't really talked about this, but they're really good at home. Thirteen and four at home. Um, the, the move of Westbrook to the second unit probably was the move that you know catapulted that offense to to go where they went. Um, you know, kudos to Westbrook. I mean, it'd be easy for him to be salty and be disruptive. He hasn't been, 
and uh, I, I hope he gets to go somewhere else. This isn't the way he should have to finish his career. But the Clippers are playing much, much better. And with the Heat not having Jimmy Butler, I'm in line to agree with you. It was just, it was just this many, too many, like five and a half. I'm there, six and a half, seven. Couldn't get there. Lean on the Clippers. All right, let's close out the show talking about the Winter Classic uh, outdoor game in Seattle today as the Golden Knights are in town. This line, we can still get minus 135, but it is dropping down to minus 140. Are we backing your Vegas Golden Knights here, Panther? Yeah, absolutely. We're backing the Vegas Golden Knights here. Now, they're not great, right? Because they got fat off a, a soft schedule to start the season. I think everybody thought maybe they were better than they really are. They're good. They're not great. I don't think they're really a, a threat to win the Stanley Cup. Seattle, opposite side, started the season very poorly. They've gotten better. But when you've got the stage to yourself, this is its not really the Super Bowl, but it's a big event. I think the one thing the NHL has done right is a huge event like this where they center on one game, two teams. I'm not a huge hockey fan, but I love this. I'm probably going to even try and watch it. Fucking true TV, TNT. What are you doing, NHL? Uh, but yeah, the answer to your question is I am backing my Golden Knights. Minus 130. Give me Vegas for 10 bucks. Uh, same here. I'm going to bet Vegas. You know, Vegas not a great road team. Decent enough. Uh, Seattle, uh, they've won four games in a row, so playing much better hockey, that's for sure. Uh, but I think I think the Golden Knights get it done. I love the Winter Classic. It's great. They do have some other outdoor games. I've got actually got a pair coming up in New Jersey. Uh, in February, I believe the Rangers and Islanders are playing outdoors, and then the uh, that the same night, the Devils and the Flyers will play outdoors as well. So uh, should be fun. I like these outdoor games and the Winter Classic, though, all by itself. A uh, great way to kick off the new year, and I think Vegas kicks off the new year with a win. Ten dollar bet on the Golden Knights, which brings us to our first DGen parlay of the year, where we're taking God damn it, the Detroit Pistons plus nine and a half. The Los Angeles Clippers on the money line, minus 275, just the outright win over the Heat. And then the Vegas Golden Knights, minus 135, and that pays out 352. Let's try to kick the New Year off with a DJ parlay win. Panther, take us home. All right, well, happy New Year to everyone. I hope everybody had a safe and fun New Year's Eve, but it is time to get this year started on a positive note. We love talking to you guys. We love uh, just shooting the shit with you guys. You come into our Discord channel and uh, come and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, kids, let's make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.